Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones, and let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look at upcoming events. Uh, first up, this Saturday, as of the record and release of this episode, January 25th, I will be back at Nacho Treehouse. No peppers this time. Uh, I'll be doing stand-up along with Monica Andrade and Yaz Bat. Uh, there's also live music. And if you go uh, super early, I think at like 5 in the afternoon, uh, they're doing CPR certifications. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the show proper starts around 7, I believe. And uh, it's a good time. If you've never been to Nacho Treehouse, uh, I recommend it. And, you know, not not just because I'm going to be there, but but also because I'm going to be there. It's a super fun time. And speaking of super fun times, Wednesday, January 29th, I will be guest co-hosting Dragzilla, uh, along with your usual hosts, Cindy Vicious and Lucille Faufur, uh, guest performers Synthetic, Tater Tot Noxious, Crystal Ball, and Venus. Uh, this is the two-year anniversary of Dragzilla at Liars Club, it's one of my favorite shows uh, of any sort. Uh, I've been going since, I believe, the third show that they ever ran and have been going consistently ever since. And yeah, it's a blast if you enjoy drag, horror, rock, uh, punk, um, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's all that and more. And uh, I'll be there performing and doing a little stand-up and some hosting shit as well. So that's Wednesday, January 29th. Uh, then once January is over, we kick everything into full gear on uh, pushing, uh, promoting, uh, putting together. Thursday, February 13th, Comfortably Chaotic Comedy Cabaret debuting at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. This is the show that I've been trying to put together in some form or fashion for a very long time, and it's finally happening, and I'm super excited. The venue is stoked. Uh, the people involved are stoked. Uh, the people going seem to be pretty enthused on it. Uh, I, I am... Uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. Uh... I've got comedy by Whitney Wasson and Cameron Little. I've got music by Emma Grace. I've got drag by Lucille Faufur, who I mentioned earlier, uh, part of Dragzilla. We've got burlesque by Misconduct of Shush Burlesque. Uh, my co-host and musical accompaniment is uh, Chris Bongat. It's going to be an absolute riot. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I, I think there's going to be some some surprises in store for everyone. Um, I, I can't wait. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there's going to be another one in March. And then after that, it, it we're, we're aiming to take this monthly to start. Uh, and then from there, you know, who knows? Sky's the limit. So I hope to see you all there. It's going to be a blast. Um, then later in February, February 21st, I'm returning to Tonk House. Uh, another DIY house show kind of a show. Uh, the show is produced and hosted by Jay Garcia, and I'll be doing stand-up alongside King Kelly, Justin Cosby, and Alec Jones. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's uh, about the next couple months worth of, of things going on. 
And uh, I hope to see at all of them, and especially the the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret. If you can make it Thursday, February 13th, Comedy Shrine in Aurora, I really hope to see you all there. I, I am trying to make this uh, just the the biggest thing. I'm, I'm so stoked on it. I think it's going to be, it's something we don't have a lot of in the burbs, you know, these kind of variety shows. And I think we should, you know, um, I'm not opposed to driving to the city to see uh, shows like this, but I know that not everyone uh, can do that. Not everyone can afford it. Not everyone can afford the, uh, the travel, the, the parking, uh, the time, etc., etc. So I want to bring uh, I want to bring that to the to the burbs, and I I think uh, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work. Um, all right. Let's see. Before we get into the main topic, let's do some of our new segments here on the Trash Fire of Talk podcast. Uh, let's kick things off with dumb news. Yeah, dumb news. Uh, police in Galveston, Texas are on the lookout for a monkey named Lily. Uh, Lily escaped uh, after the house in which she was a pet was broken into. Police don't believe the burglar took Lily, instead theorizing that she simply escaped after the house was broken into. Um, What's weird about all of this is you're not actually legally allowed to have a monkey as a pet within the Galveston city limits. Uh, So that's a problem. Uh, The the other element to this is uh, it's the second time in the past five months that the cops have been on the hunt for a monkey in that area. So all these people who are not supposed to be owning monkeys are losing their monkeys. Uh, uh, Back in September, there were reports of a monkey hiding out in the local trees. That monkey was never located by law enforcement. Oh my God. Oh my God. I figured it out. That monkey broke in to the house in which Lily was being kept as a pet, staged uh, a burglary to make it look unrelated, but this was really an escape. That's right. The first monkey that was seen back in September broke Lily out of captivity, and now we have two monkeys on the loose in Galveston, Texas. So if you're in Galveston, Texas, watch out for these monkeys, man. Uh, they, they're, they're criminals. They staged a, a jailbreak. And there you go. That's your dumb news. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did Hey, what's Nicholas Cage up to? That's right. It's everyone's new favorite segment. What's Nicholas Cage up to? Uh, big news. Early work has begun on a script for National Treasure 3, the Indiana Jones meets Dan Brown uh, film franchise that stars Nick Cage and is most notable for Nick Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the, the third movie is in early development. Uh, the script is being penned by Bad Be- Bad Boys for Life writer Chris Bremner, who apparently did a good enough job on that flick that he's also writing the fourth Bad Boys script as well. Uh, Bad Boys 3, uh, by all indications, a very worthwhile uh, wrapping up of a a trilogy that does uh, nostalgia and paying off uh, 
both nostalgia and growth and wrapping up a trilogy. Uh, apparently better than the latest Star Wars. So good on bad boys for taking a an absolutely absurd Michael Bay action franchise and turning it into something that has, you know, gravitas. Uh, while also, you know, still being a bad boys movie. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard great things. It's on my to-do list. I'll get there. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer is looking to return as a producer for this flick and uh, apparently is one of the main forces uh, trying to make National Treasure 3 happen. Uh, the first two National Treasure movies brought in 300 and 400 million apiece, respectively, and Nick Cage is on a very solid streak of late, with early reviews for Color Out of Space coming in very positive. So it makes sense to revisit the property. And, you know, who doesn't love watching Nicolas Cage's crazy-ass perpetrate adventure heists? And mix in history, but, like, nonsense. Not, not exactly real history. That's where the Dan Brown element comes in. It's so much fun. I want to watch National Treasure again now. So there you go. National Treasure 3 is uh, in our future. And that has been this edition of What's Nicolas Cage Up To? All right. Let's move on to our main topic of the episode. Um, you don't know people. Like, you don't. Um, but in fairness, people don't even know themselves. Uh it's it's a weird, uh, complex understanding of, of the very nature of reality in that uh, we can't exist without other people and other people can't exist without us. Um, because your idea of who you are is inherently flawed. Uh, because you can only see yourself from your own personal perspective. But the reality of who you are as a person is a mix of your perception of yourself and others' perceptions of yourself. Um, because that, you know, that is how reality works. Everyone is constantly contributing to reality at all times. And it's with that in mind that I think we need to address a lot of personal shittiness um, I, I know a lot of people who have had weird jealousies and envies and, um, judgments of other people and, uh, other people's, uh, whatever they have going on in their lives. And they're couching it solely within the framework of their own perception of their own life. And you can't do that, uh, because that is an inherently flawed perspective. You know, if you are judging someone else based on their relation specifically to you, you have one fragment of the larger picture. And if you're basing yourself off your perception of where other people are, that's also an inherently flawed uh, point to be, to be working from. Um, you know, because how you see others and how others see you is only a portion of the story. You know, they see themselves a certain way. You see yourself a certain way. And I think there's there's too many people caught up in comparison uh, between themselves and others. And um, you're, you're never going to be able to make any sort of real 
progress uh, if if you're if you're focusing on on such narrow uh, perceptions, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen too many people who look at others who are doing a, a similar thing or a different thing to, to what they themselves are doing and, you know, beating themselves up over, you know, why is this person getting a thing or why is that person getting a thing? And, and, um, who cares? Worry about your own shit, you know, worry about, you know how you see yourself. How do others see you? What is, what is the perception that others have of you? I'm always curious about stuff like that because, you know, I I I know my own intentions and what I try to do and what I what, who I try to be, um, but that that doesn't make it reality. You know, my my perception of of all that stuff. The the reality is a mix of my perception of of what I am and who I am and what other people see me as, because that is just as true as my own perception. Um, and, you know, trying to uh, balance the, that, that equation, you know, is, is the only way to get a clear picture of, you know, both myself and others, like figuring out how others see themselves, you know, no one sees themselves as a villain, uh, you know, and, and, Everyone has their own kind of perceptions. Um, plenty of people see themselves as victims and, you know, shit, I, I fall into that same trap myself from time to time. Um, but with, you know, stuff like that, how are others seeing you, you know, are, uh, you know, are, are the, the follies in your life of your own doing, are they due to the actions of others? Is it a combination of both? You know, we're all so very interconnected. And when we try to, uh, you know, divide uh, amongst ourselves, and I'm talking, you know, small communities, obviously, if we're talking systemic issues, uh, that's a different story. But like within, within communities, like for performers, if, if, you know, you're wondering why some person got a gig and you didn't get a gig, you're asking all the wrong questions, you know? Um, and the, the jealousy and envy stuff, people sniping at each other, uh, it's, it's, it's super toxic and super gross, and I hate to see it. Um, you know, and people are going through their own shit. Like, you might look at someone and be like, oh, they've got fucking everything. They've got looks, or they've got uh, money, or they've got connections, or they've got whatever. Um, and so they're doing so great. And what do they have to complain about? And you don't know what they have to complain about. You don't know the rest of their life. You only know your perception of it. Um, you know, you don't know the inner workings. You don't know what's happening when you're not around. Uh, and so, you know, try to be kind to each other uh, where you can be. You know, there's, we're all battling our own shit. And uh, everyone needs a little kindness now and then. Except for fucking Congress. Like, fucking hell. I was watching uh, some of the impeachment <laughs> proceedings. We're switching topics. Um, welcome to more dumb news, I guess. I don't know. I was watching the impeachment yesterday. And holy fuck. It is infuriating. Um, 
watching these these mediocre old white guys just badger each other um and and you know it's it's very much a game of hey uh you know this thing that Trump did no he didn't no but like he totally did we have documentation well you need more documentation yeah, we wanted to get it, but, uh, you know, when we asked this guy, he said he was going to sue us. So we decided to not do that until it was more formal. Yeah, well, you should have done it. Yeah, but he, he's already proven he wouldn't answer questions. So why are we going to ask him questions? You ask him questions. Well, we're not going to do that because you didn't ask him questions. Yeah, but you have more legal standing to make him answer questions. Yeah, but we don't want to. Like, that's essentially what most of yesterday boiled down to. Uh, they, you know, they, the, they, they'd back and forth over whether or not they should take testimony or open records or see files uh, to get a, a, a clearer understanding of all of the bullshit that's been going on. And, you know... The, the Democrats uh, were like, hey, yeah, interview these people for trial. Like, call these people uh, to the stand and make them testify under oath. And the Senate, uh, the, 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 uh, Senate Republicans were like, eh, you should have done it in the House. And they were like, we couldn't. We tried. They wouldn't answer. So you try now. And they're like, eh, nah, we don't want to. And they'd back and forth on that for like 20 minutes, followed by Mitch McConnell coming up and going, yeah, I motion that we table this and go to dinner. And they did. That's what they did. They voted 53 to like, or yeah, like 53 to 47. Like, yeah, let's screw this. Let's go to dinner. Uh, fucking. Uh, it's so blatant and obvious. The the lengths that these motherfuckers will go to obfuscate reality um, and just try to hand wave away the fact that our democracy has been sold to a fucking moron uh, who is using it for his own public gain and the gain of the other rich fucking assholes with whom he associates. It's some bullshit. Uh, I hate it. Um, we're watching Warren and Sanders go back and forth on whether or not Sanders is, uh, fucking sexist or, you know, whatever, and whether Warren caters to elites more than she caters to the working class. And then Hillary decided to jump in and say, no one likes, uh, Sanders. And it's why, why, why? are Democrats so fucking stupid? <laughs> like, pick a person, rally behind that person, push that person forward. What are you assholes doing? You're trying to give Trump the election again. You fucking dipshits. This is why no one likes Democrats. Like, even liberals hate Democrats because they're fucking morons. Um, yeah, there you go. That's your topics for the day. Let's move on. Next segment, recommendations. Um, I've got a music recommendation. Uh, 
kind of coming out of left field, but I, I, I think you might enjoy it. Uh, Willie Nelson doing a Cindy Lauper cover. That's right. Uh, the song is Time After Time. The cover is on Willie's 2002 album, The Great Divide. Uh, not one of his most widely renowned uh, albums, but um, that's largely due to the, the slicker, uh, greater production than a lot of Willie's catalog has. You know, it, it's very um, made for the radio. Um, but I, I think that makes it interesting. Um, you know, and it's especially accessible if you're not a Willie Nelson fan. Uh, the album featured a, a wide range, a wide range of guests, uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, Cheryl Crow, Brian McKnight, Kid Rock is also in there, but this was like 2002 before we knew just how much of a red, white, and blue piece of shit Kid Rock, uh, happens to be with his... Dr. Phil looking ass. Um, and Time After Time wasn't one of the album's singles, uh, but I think it's a really good cover and kind of much in the same way that Johnny Cash made the song Hurt into his own, uh, largely through the, the strength of, you know, a performance paired with a, a weathered life lived. You know, there's a different gravitas to Willie uh, singing about, you know, being there to find you when you're lost. Um, by bringing a, a you know a, a tone of aged lived experience and and wisdom to the song, um, so I think it's worth checking out. It's a it's a, a fun little ditty, um, yeah. Uh, so that's the that's the music recommendation. I I hope you check it out. Hope you enjoy it. The whole album, like I said, it's it's pretty good. It's worth a listen. And if you're not a Willie fan, this is one of the easiest uh, albums to listen to to get into Willie Nelson. I've always found him to be uh, an impressive songwriter and a dynamic personality. And uh, when the lines start to die down at the dispensaries, uh, I look forward to hopefully trying some of his uh, uh, cannabis products. Um, but I'm not fucking with that shit yet because those lines are still insane. Um Moving on, final ep uh, final segment of the episode, uh, the the card pull, uh, whether it is tarot or oracle, and in this instance, it is a, an oracle uh, card pull. Uh, I'm pulling from Emily Autumn's Asylum Oracle deck. Uh, there are five different suits within the within the deck: uh, Earth, Air, Fire, Water, and Spirit. Um, with each suit kind of corresponding to a different vibe, a different feel. Uh, and the card that I've pulled is the teapot, which is a water card. Water cards specifically tend to deal with the, the unconscious or intuition or sensitivity, uh, and reminders to be, uh, both stable, uh, and also flexible, uh, in, in the way that water is, um, and uh, this card, the teapot, is a card that's kind of all about comfort, communication, companionship, assistance, and abundance, uh, which kind of relates to uh, what, what our main topic was. You know, this is a, a card of, of sharing and community, um, you know, and whether it's uh, sharing positive that's positives that you have an abundance of. If, if you are doing well, uh, it's your turn to pour the tea. You know, uh, invite your circle, bring them around and, you know, share with them, share the, 
the tea and the cakes uh, or whatever it is you have to share. If it's opportunities, if it's, um, you know, some financial well-being, if it's just a good time, if it's an outing, if it's whatever it is, uh, share the good shit with with the people around you. You know, there's there's no sense thriving and, and excelling if you're doing it alone. You know, community is important. Um, and community is also there if you have uh, to, to share a burden. Um, you know, you, you call your folks in to, to sit and sip tea with you while you share your burdens and find support and find community in that fashion. Or, you know, if someone else is, is going through it and you have to call your community around uh, to be a, a circle of support. You know, it's, it's about community. It's about having your circle. It's about having your people. Um, that's what this card is about. And that's kind of what this episode is about. You know, we, we can spend a lot of time alienating, uh, by paying attention to and being jealous of, you know, the, the successes of others or, you know, blaming our personal failures uh, on others or just, just trying to find ways to divide ourselves amongst ourselves. And, uh, th this card is a reminder that community is important and having a circle is important and, and having your people is important because we, we need our people to be fully realized. We cannot exist, uh, as solitary entities, you know, no, uh, what, what is that? What is that adage? No, no man is an Island, something like that. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta commune with folks. And, uh, so that's, that's what I, what I want you to focus on, uh, going into this, this next week is pay attention to your, your circle, pay attention to your community. Um, you know, and, uh, if, if you have the opportunity to call some folks for tea, uh, do that. So there you go. That's your, uh, Oracle card pull for the episode. Uh, that wraps up the episode. I don't have shit else to say. Um, if you would like to reach out, you can find me on all the social medias at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S. You can also email me, skitsmjones at gmail.com. Uh, or if you have the Anchor app and you would like to drop a voice memo, you can do that as well. Um, and if it's uh, something fun, I'll play it on a future episode. Uh, how how are you feeling about the the second season? Do you like the the new segments that we have? You know, are you are you keen on keeping up with what Nicolas Cage is up to? Are you digging that? Um, let me know. Give me some feedback. I know you're listening. I've seen the stats. That's all I got for you. As always, yeah, keep that trash fire burning, y'all. <laughs>